Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I'm your host Mahdi and we're talking about the dialogues of Imam Al-Jawad alayhi salam. Imam Muhammad ibn Ali Al-Jawad alayhi salam was the ninth divinely appointed Imam from among the household of the Messenger of Allah. And Imam Al-Jawad alayhi salam was also the direct descendant of the Holy Prophet. We find that Imam al-Jawad lived a short period of his holy life in the city of Baghdad. While he was in the city of Baghdad, he tended towards knowledge and wisdom, and his eminence established the basis and the principles of knowledge, and he made use of the period of his stay in Baghdad in order to spread knowledge and wisdom and teach the different sciences, and to merge the intellect with the Islamic sciences and literature. A great number of scholars and narrators joined Imam al-Jawad to learn from his eminence the different Islamic sciences such as theology, philosophy, jurisprudence, and the interpretation of the Qur'an, the Tafsir. IRIB English Radio. You can email us at EnglishRadio at IRIB.ir. Welcome back, dear listeners. It's an honor to have you with us. You're listening to Dialogue on IRIB English Radio. So, dear friends, we are talking about the dialogues of the ninth divinely appointed Imam, Imam Muhammad ibn Ali al-Jawad alayhi salam. So, dear friends, in the previous program, we had talked about how Imam al-Jawad alayhi salam had begun to spread the moral and ethical and spiritual teachings of the divine religion of Islam. And we had said that Imam al-Jawad he really emphasized this aspect of Islam because due to the political establishment of the Abbasids, the society was becoming corrupt because the political establishment was corrupt to the bone. And so there is this uh, very beautiful conversation that occurs between this man who comes and asks Imam al-Jawad for some advice regarding life. And of course, Imam al-Jawad had replied to him, uh, the first thing that he had said was to make patience as your pillow. The second thing he had said was to embrace poverty. Now, we wanted to continue and talk about the other aspects that were brought up in this conversation, but I think this idea of embracing poverty was not completely and all-encompassively uh, spoken about. Uh, there were some aspects that were left off, and it seems appropriate that we finish that before we continue. So in the previous program, we had said that there is a divinely decreed poverty that no matter how much one works hard 
And no matter how much one tries to take themselves out of this poverty, they still seem to be stuck in that poverty. And this here is a divine test for which the rewards given to that individual are unimaginable. In this situation, we had said that Imam al-Jawad has said, embrace poverty. But there's another aspect also to this. We had talked about the Messenger of Allah and how he said that poverty is my pride. A lot of the commentators of traditions have said that this poverty that is the pride of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is that divinely decreed poverty where no matter how hard one works, this certain level of poverty uh, sticks to an individual because this is a divine test. And in return for this divine test, for that individual who is in these circumstances of poverty, of course the rewards are unimaginable and really beyond imagination if we can say that as well. Now, of course, this does not mean that one does not work hard to get out of poverty. Of course, working hard is one of the integral and fundamental aspects of Islam. Islam wants everybody to have good social and financial status. Now, this individual who has this divinely decreed poverty and they try their best to try to get out of it but for some reason can't, it is the responsibility of those Muslims who are well off to take care of that individual. Of course, they're trying their best to get out of poverty but for some reason it is just not happening. Here it is the test of the Muslim who has financial status and who is financially well off to help that individual in whatever way they can. Now, the other kind of embrace poverty which we wanted to talk about in this session and kind of close off this idea of embrace poverty is this kind of poverty that you bring upon yourself. Now, when we talked about Amir al-Mu'mineen Imam Ali alayhi salam, of course, this is the kind of embrace poverty that he had. So, for example, Imam Ali alayhi salam, when he was the, the caliph of the Muslims, he, he had the disposal of the public treasury of a Muslim uh, um, empire, for lack of a better word, a Muslim uh, caliphate. Uh, that stretched from the farthest corners of North Africa and Europe to all the way to the uh, Indian subcontinent and the Azerbaijan regions. And uh, I mean, it was huge. And still you see that he lived an incredibly, incredibly simple lifestyle. He ate incredibly simple food. Matter of fact, it was food that normal uh, people would not be able to eat. Now here, Imam Ali salam has embraced poverty. Meaning he has decided to live a life of abstinence, a life of zuhud, a life of uh, purity and simpleness, far away from extravagance, far away from lavishness, far away from the materialistic uh, glamour and glimmer of this world. He has embraced this kind of a poverty, meaning this simple lifestyle, even though he was incredibly wealthy. But what did he do with all that incredible wealth? Because Imam Ali alayhi salam, and matter of fact, many uh, of the uh, divinely appointed imams, they had huge orchards and they had thousands of slaves and they had, you know, uh, income and these things. They gave it all on the path of Allah. And they gave so much on the path of Allah while at the same time they themselves decided to live a simple life and in the words of Imam al-Jawad embrace poverty. This is Dialogue, Imam al-Jawad
And now we invite you to listen to a shorter speech by Sheikh Ayyub Rashid. Respected brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Imam al-Jawad alayhi salam wants us to remember death. But when we remember his death, then of course we see that it was a musibah. For Imam al-Jawad alayhi salam, when he was in far area, he was taken from Medina. From Medina, he was taken to Baghdad. And it was in that area when he was in Baghdad, he was poisoned. Imam alayhi salam, when he was in the moment, now he's about to die, it was a difficult moment for him. But Imam alayhi salam, can you imagine the poison? It affected Imam alayhi salam until he passed away. It was a calamity, it was musibah. But Allah, when we remember Imam al-Jawad, then we remember that, yes, his father, Imam Ali bin Musa Ridwa, also was poisoned. It was a difficult moment for the followers of Ahlul Bayt. But at the same time, when you remember that Imam al-Jawad was buried and all the limbs, his body was intact, yes, internally, he was destroyed by that poison. And then you compare the death and the shahada of Imam al-Jawad with Abi Abdullah al-Hussein alayhi salam. Then you come to know that the shahada of Abi Abdullah, it was a difficult one to remember. 